0: Hi, I'm Sam Hawley coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. How would you feel if a bank made you guarantee in writing that you'd move back in with your mother if you couldn't pay your home loan anymore? It's the sort of agreement people are making as the RBA continues to raise interest rates. Today, business editor Ian Verinder on the incredible profits the banks are making as hundreds of thousands of people struggle to make ends meet. Ian, people paying off mortgages... Are in a lot of pain right now. I just wondered how worried are banks about them being able to service their loans?
1: Well, it's going to be really tough Mm. for a a small section of uh, of borrowers. Well, not that small. I mean, there's about uh, 1.2 million households or borrowers who all borrowed during the pandemic at very low interest rates and who took out fixed loans, so usually for a period of two, three, sometimes up to five years, but the bulk of them would have been around about the two to three year loan mark. And a lot of those loans start to come off at, a, at uh, around about the middle of this year. And that's at the period when you have to renegotiate another deal with your bank. So if you're on a fixed rate at around about uh, you know 1.8%, You could end up uh, having to pay five and a half, six percent. So that is a massive jump in your repayments. I mean, you're looking at probably more than doubling the repayments on your home loan in the next few months, unless you can get some kind of better deal from a bank.
0: Tell me about some of these people that are having to refinance their loans now.
1: Some of the banks are actually saying to people, younger people, listen, we will extend you a a variable rate loan at a much higher interest rate than you were on, but we want some kind of guarantee that you can fulfill your obligations and repay the loan. Now, one person I spoke to uh, told me that uh, he was in that position and he and his partner were told, if you can move in with your mother or your uh, mother-in-law, write a letter to to that effect that you can move in with them and then rent the place out, uh, we can give you an interest-only loan as an investor.
0: It's amazing, isn't it, that a bank could say, okay, I'm going to give you a loan, but in the loan, I'm going to say you have to move in with your mum. Seems rather fraught.
1: Look, it's, they're not saying you have to move in, but in the event that you no. know you you can't repay make your repayments, that uh, there's a there's an avenue for you to actually get out and uh, you know pay no you know your your income would be able to cover the the rent because you could rent out your place and you'd be living at home for well wow. if not nothing a, a nominal amount. Mm.
0: Yeah, I even heard some people were moving out of the homes that they bought further afield, renting, so cheaper rent, and then renting the homes they bought out so they can repay the mortgages. So there's a lot of people in a bit of a bind now, isn't there?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and you think about it, the, the way rents have gone recently, you'd have to be moving a, a lot further out to find a cheaper rent than possibly the repayments on your place is going to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. So rates have gone up nine consecutive times, so that's a big deal. But still, aren't the banks meant to be making sure that their customers can make their repayments when they sign up for the loan. So there's got to be a buffer, surely. The banks know that interest rates could go up.
1: This is one of the great untold stories of, of this entire saga, there was a period until fairly recently when APRA, and that is the banking regulator, uh, insisted that all home loans had to have what's known as a, a floor of 7%. So let's say interest rates, home home mortgages, you get one for three. They had to assess you at 7%, mm-hmm. right? And um, that was the way that they were essentially ensuring that um, people had plenty of room between where the home loans were and where the interest rates were. Now, during the pandemic, that was changed. And they said, listen, how about we make it the, the interest rate you're going to be charged with 2.5% on top of that. So if the interest rate that you're going to you know buy or borrow your money at was 2%, you'd be assessed at whether you could repay at 4.5%. That was later raised to a 3% buffer And what both the ANZ and Westpac have said in the past fortnight is that the money that they extended to particularly young first home buyers uh, during the pandemic at rates of around 2%, well, those buffers are now completely eroded by the nine interest rate hikes that we've seen. So we're entering uncharted territory here. And you think about it, there's around about 880,000 households who are in this situation at the moment where they're coming off. Uh, these these cheap loans, they've been assessed at, uh, a, you know, not a sufficient amount of buffer uh, for the home, for the borrowing, and we've got the uh, potential for several more rate hikes. So there's going to be a lot of people, in you know, in, in difficulty here.
0: Yeah, really, and right at the edge of their budgets, just hardly any money to make ends meet. As we're all paying more money to the banks because of rising interest rates, does that mean the banks are making a lot more money?
1: Uh, yeah, essentially. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, you know, rising interest rate environments are generally good for banks um, until you hit a, a situation where you start to get people defaulting on their, on their loans, and that results in bad debts, and that takes, comes straight out of their profit. But generally speaking, as interest rates move higher, it's it's easier for banks to make more money. It's what's known as the margin. And, you know, I always say it's, it's banking is very similar to just about any other business, you know, whether you're going to the, the fruit market to to the, you know, markets in the morning to buy apples and you buy them at a certain price, say a dollar, and you go to your your retail fruit shop and you're selling them at $3, well the margin's $2 there. And banks do exactly the same thing. They raise money, either from depositors or they go overseas and borrow it on uh, wholesale money markets at a low price and then they try and sell that money to borrowers here, generally through mortgages, at a much higher price. Now, the margins had been expanding. The Commonwealth Bank results were out last week and the margins had been expanding and expanding quite uh, significantly as interest rates have risen.
0: What were the Commonwealth Bank figures? Just give us a sense of the profit that they're making at the moment.
1: Well, the Commonwealth Bank earned more than $5 billion for the half year. So they're on track for a $10 billion profit this year. So so they're
0: doing okay. (laughs) They're
1: doing fabulously well at the moment. (laughs) They don't pass on the the rate hikes to uh, depositors in the same way that they pass it on to borrowers. Right. And so that's how they essentially make a bigger profit in a rising interest rate uh, environment.
0: So hang on, they're not passing it on to people who have savings?
1: No, absolutely not. Right. Well, you'll be shocked to learn that the extra 0.25% has been entirely passed on to borrowers, but not quite to savers. And the situation's getting worse too, by the way. I mean, you know, for for a long period of time, uh, you know, your transaction account, the, the account your pay gets uh, deposited into, those accounts have paid pretty much 0% interest. And so the reason, one of the reasons why margins uh, the bank's profit margins get wider as interest rates go up is because so many, so much money is earning 0% interest, so many deposits, that when they're cutting rates, their margins get really squeezed because they can't drop the uh, the deposit rate below zero. And then, of course, as they, you know, as rates start to rise, uh, they're charging borrowers a lot more and, and this big percentage of, this big pool of money that they're paying 0% means, well, they don't raise that either. So the margin expands. But it's gotten worse over the past couple of years because even with term deposits, even with investment accounts, you go and have a look on one of these finder sites and you'll see, oh, you know, so-and-so bank is, you know, offering 4.7%. And you go, wow, that's fantastic. I'll put my money in there. But guess what? It's not a permanent rate. It's, It's an introductory rate for a couple of months. So, they're being very clever with offering what appears to be um, quite uh, handsome uh, returns for your deposits, but they quickly whittle it right back to virtually nothing.
0: Mm, sounds like we should be rioting in the streets. Well, well... it <laughs> y- doesn't sound fair, right?
1: No, it's not. There's not a lot of competition out there for the banks to try and raise money through deposits. Um, they've got enough money on on hand at the moment, and so they've been quite ruthless in the way that they're, uh, you know, rewarding depositors.
0: Ian, do banks actually have to pass on the interest rate rises set by the RBA, you've already mentioned the Commonwealth Bank. It has a huge, hefty, hefty profit. So, couldn't they hold back a bit? Look,
1: they don't have to pass on rate rate rises. They don't have to pass on rate cuts. You know, banks are, are public companies, most of them, and uh, they have a duty to act in the best interests of their shareholders, which is essentially to maximise profits.
0: What should governments be doing about this?
1: Well, the federal government has just uh, ordered an inquiry from the competition regulator, the C, to have a look into this whole matter, particularly around savings accounts. Uh, and it's going to be very interesting to see what they come up with um, and what, what, I guess, uh, what rules they can impose. Because... You know, and you, you get down to the situation, well, you've only got four big banks here. You've got a couple of little ones. Um, but you've only got four major banks. And clearly, if they're all singing from the same song sheet, it's, uh, well you can't really call it collusion but uh, you know there's not a lot of competition out there so it's going to be very interesting to see what the ACCC comes up with in this regard but you know as i said before the the story around deposit rates has altered rather dramatically since around about 2018 2019 when when the pandemic hit so it, you know that this is a change where they're really not passing on the rates to savers
0: Ian Verinder is the ABC's business editor. For more cost-of-living coverage, check out our episode How to Kill Inflation Without Rate Hikes from February the 16th. That's in your feed. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Sydney Peed, Chris Dengate and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.
1: You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more
0: great ABC podcasts, live radio, and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.